We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Buff Nation. Let's go. Welcome in to DMVR Buffs Prime Time. <laughs> we are presented by the American Raptors at Infinity Park. If you didn't get the ticket you wanted as an elite athlete, check out the opportunities at Infinity Park. Rugby just may be your next ride. My name is Jake Schwanitz. I'm, of course, joined by my man, Ryan Konigsberg. How are we doing today, Ryan? Oh, another another great day to be a buff, Jake. That's all there are anymore. <laughs> Love to hear it. Yes, it seems like... Uh, the days that uh, we lived through in the, uh, during the season are long, long behind us. Yeah, you know, I was actually going to put a tweet out about this, and I realized I didn't want to, like, put down any of the former players. But I was going to post the stats of Colorado's quarterbacks this, this year, and then the screenshot of the article calling Shador Sanders the number one Heisman co- uh, candidate. <laughs> and I was going to tweet it with the copy of something along the lines of, like, uh, Imagine falling asleep one day with this and waking up the next day with this. <laughs> yeah. Like that's what happened. Uh, I don't. I don't know how to explain. There it. has to be some Buffs fan out there that was in some sort of coma that woke up to the mm. news or like is... traveling abroad. Yes, on a ship. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> on a sailing trip. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on Antarctica expedition. They like, um, heard they got home and like ESPN was just on the TV. All they're talking right. about is the Buffs. Uh, what a shock that would be. Maybe this is a shock, too, because the topic we're talking about today is Shador Sanders. He has been gaining some Heisman Trophy hype already. He still hasn't even entered the transfer portal, uh, but we all know he's going to be the Buffs quarterback for 2023 and hopefully beyond. RJ Young of Fox Sports had him number one on his top 25 candidates to win the Heisman in 2023. 24-7 Sports' Brad Crawford also had him labeled as a long shot in his 10 early Heisman candidates list. How do you feel about the hype? Real quick, I have to tell you guys a funny story. Um, today, we're sitting downstairs eating lunch, and Jake's like, Ryan, do you remember the name of the guy who wrote the Fox Sports article <laughs> <laughs> that said Shador was number one? And I was like, oh, man, I feel like his name was like Fox or something. <laughs> Both Jake and Henry just look at me like, no, the site was Fox. So I'm like, oh, shit. Um, this is... It's pretty wild. Uh, Like I said, to even go from, you know, I think the Buffs quarterbacks completed like 54% of their passes or something this year. Uh, To go from that to even having this conversation at all is wild. And then I think about what it takes to win a Heisman Trophy, Jake. And it's not as simple as just being good. There's a lot that goes into it. And it's why you hear the term Heisman campaign. Because... It is as much about being a great football player, which Shador already is, as it is marketing. 
and who's going to be better at marketing right. uh, than the Coach Prime Colorado Buffaloes. So I believe that if Shador Sanders has a special season, which he is absolutely capable of, uh, you know, I just flipped on the tape one more time right before we jumped on here just to, like, see if I can envision that player having Heisman moments, and I really can. Um, we, we also had the conversation of how many wins does it take to get into a Heisman conversation? We looked at back at RG3, and I think you said he won nine games, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, some, nine or ten after the bowl game, something like that. Nine or ten uh, at Baylor. Yep. And it just counts for more at a school like Baylor, especially back then. Baylor now has a little bit more tradition, uh, and obviously Colorado has tradition a long time ago. If Shador were to come in and lead this program to nine wins, I think that's where you have to like put the bar. I don't think you can get an eight-win Heisman winner. Uh, in this day and age, or even candidate, maybe candidate, um, then I think he would absolutely be in the conversation because he's going to be the focal point. Uh, knowing what I know about Sean Lewis's offense, he's going to complete around 70% of his passes. Uh, he's going to get a bunch of easy touchdowns in there that are just schemed open or you know, just um, getting the ball out to a, a Dylan Edwards-like player and just letting him go for yep. 60 yards. So if the question is... Is it? Is, does he have a legitimate shot to be a candidate? I think the answer is absolutely yes. Uh, and a lot of it has to do with his ability, first and foremost. But a lot of it also has to do with the story. And I think that's what R.J. Fox, as I'm calling him, R.J. <laughs> Young, uh, wrote in his piece, which was like, all eyes are on Boulder. Open the season against TCU. You don't think that there's a chance that you could burst onto the scene with a win over oh, yeah. a former playoff team? Uh, in that week one. Next week, Nebraska and Colorado, Matt Rule, um, potentially college game day, potentially big noon kickoff. One of those things is going to be there. You don't think you can have a Heisman um, moment or a Heisman arrival in a game like that? Of course you can. Uh, And then after that is like CSU, which that won't be as big on a national stage, but it's another one that people would be paying attention to and usually is a nationally televised game. So you go three straight national TV games to start the season – this is the other thing that I talk about in every sport. Award narratives are written in the first quarter of the season. Yep. Then they're refinished in the last quarter of the season. But you have to get on people's minds early in the season, and I think Shador Sanders will absolutely have an opportunity to do that. Um, so is it is it legit? Is it a possibility? I think so. I think so, too. Uh, I just put up a film room today on Sean Lewis's offense. It is... I don't know, it's mind-blowing just how creative it is and just how quarterback-friendly it can really be. He's going to be running the ball, so he's going to have some rushing numbers on his side. Yep. You can bet it's at least, I don't know, three, four, five touchdowns. I feel like that's low even. Yep. He's already passed for, what, what was it, 34, 36 at Jackson State this year? I want to say 36 and five rushing touchdowns. So, I mean, 40 total touchdowns, that sounds like a Heisman candidate. Um, yeah. you're going to have the skill players on the outside to make plays. You're going to have guys like Dylan Edwards in the backfield to dump the ball off to, as you said. Um, I go to Michael Penix here because he had a great year for the Huskies this season. Um, he wasn't invited to New York, but anyone that watched him knew that he was one of the best quarterbacks. In how many wins? How many wins did Washington have this year? I can look that year? up while you talk okay. about it. So this year... Penix completed 66% of his passes, 4,354 yards, 29 touchdowns to seven interceptions. 
Uh, as a runner, also, he Ten added wins. on four touchdowns. What was that? Ten wins. Ten wins. So He could have been in there. He could have been. He should have been in there, honestly. But this thing uh, is what Penix kind of dealt with this year, and it's what a lot of Pac-12 players, Christian McCaffrey, Andrew Luck, had to deal with. It's the, the East Coast bias, man. It's not going to affect this program. Yeah. Just the way that I don't think that it, it's going to matter in recruiting where Boulder is, and I don't think it matters where the ties are. Coach Prime is the attraction. It has nothing to do with the time they play, the conference they play in, any of that. And so, like I said, all eyes are going to be on Boulder regardless. Like, people, you know, with Christian McCaffrey, it was like, well, I'm not staying up. I'm, no one actually said this. Right. But, you know, the East Coast AP writers are sitting there saying, I'm not staying up until midnight local time to watch Christian McCaffrey take on Cal or whatever. Right. Um, I just don't think you're going to get that with this. Like, everyone in college football is going to be paying attention. And if they make a statement, specifically Shador, makes a statement in those first three games, I just don't think people are going to be able to take their eyes off of it. Yeah, I agree. With um, that being said. Yes. Go ahead. Uh, RJ Young had him as number one. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little out of control, especially because of Caleb Williams. Like, let's not, you know, we've had some funny conversations in the office this week about just how good Caleb Williams is. Uh, I'm not ready to, like, crown him the next great NFL quarterback, as some are around here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but he's the incumbent Heisman winner. Yep. And that alone makes him number one going into next year. Um, but I should note... That if Shador is like fun and the Buffs have this like resurgent, the program rose from the ashes story around them, and it's even close, I think they would, you would, he would benefit from the voter fatigue, as we call it a lot in other sports. Um, of like, well, do we give it to Caleb two in a row? That's not all right. that fun. Let's induct a new fun player into, you know, the Heisman fraternity. Let's talk about where Shador kind of lines up or stacks up in the Pac-12 as it stands right now. Immediately, I think of Cam Ward. He's a guy who transferred in from Incarnate Ward last year, an FCS program, made the jump to the Pac-12, had a decent year. I mean, there was some road bumps along the way, uh, but overall, you look at the stats, it's a decent season, 64.1% completion, 3,094 yards. He had 23 touchdown passes, eight interceptions, he also added five touchdowns on the ground. I mean, he kind of proved that you can come up from the FCS level, no matter really where, and make a statement and make an impact in the Pac-12. And I think that's where expectations should really be for Shador, even as he enters game one as a buff. Yeah, it's an interesting um, evaluation that I just don't think we're used to because I think two things can be true. One it's going to be a difficult transition. It just, it's, it's taking nothing away from him, but it's just like, you know, if you're playing on um, all pro mode on Madden and then you switch to all Madden mode. Right. Like it takes you a second to get used to how fast things are happening and the way that defenders are reacting. I, I realize that's really simplifying it. At the same time, he is also going to get better. Yep. He's going to have more resources available to him at Colorado. Um, obviously he's going to get older, which is going to do, you know, wonders for him. Uh, and he can also mature physically. So does that like, does the, um, growth and maturation, does that outweigh the, the, um, uh, transition period that it's going to take him to go into the pack 12? We just don't know. Everyone's different. Uh, and it could be anything, but 
you know, what was it, 23 to 8 touchdowns and interceptions for Cam Ward? Like, if, if that happens, no one can complain. I don't believe that Colorado has had a 20-touchdown passer in the 2000s. Last year, I think they threw 12 touchdowns to 11 interceptions. They yeah. barely broke 2,000 yards, and they had five players take a pass. Yeah, I mean, it, it's <laughs> kind of crazy. So if, 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 he were able, if he was able to you know, throw for a season like that, he's not going to be in the Heisman conversation, um, but Colorado's going to be in a great place, and it could be a springboard for him to be in the Heisman conversation his senior year in 24. I kind of go back to something you said just about Shador maturing and getting better as a player. All due respect to the people in Jackson, but he's going to have the best facilities he's ever had. Yes, of course. And it was in one of the videos, I can't remember which exactly, but it was when him, Coach Prime, and Bucky and all them were taking the tour through the facilities, and they get to the underwater treadmill, and someone tells Shador, you could get faster. And it's like, he really could, Mm. because now he has all these things to his advantage. Um, Let's talk about where he could line up at the end of the year. Obviously, Caleb Williams is at the top of the Pac-12. Did you have something else? Just to add to that, the you know we haven't seen it up close and personal quite yet but the way that people talk about his work ethic yep um is really special and just how much he wants to be the best and how much he wants to be great and you mentioned it but like having those facilities at his disposal the sky's the limit for what he can you know make of himself and the amount of work that he could put in and how he could develop physically and mentally uh, over the next, you know, what is it, eight months? Yep. Well, and as someone mentioned in the comments, he already trains with Tom Brady. Like, he's yeah. in that program. He's yeah. getting, like, world-class tutoring and uh, coaching. In terms of the Pac-12, obviously, Caleb Williams is the king at the top. I mean, we can debate about who's under him, but it feels like there's a, a top tier, right? It's Caleb Williams, it's Bo Nix, it's Michael Penix. You could throw Oh, Cam I Rising think it's actually there. Caleb Williams' tier of his right. own. Right, that's true. How possible do you think it could be for Shador to break into that top tier, though? I think it, man, I think it's possible. Uh, I really do. The, the thing that those guys are just going to have is that experience playing against this, this level of competition. Um, but when I watch, like, <clears throat> you know, I think he could add a little bit of arm strength. Like, clearly yeah. Caleb has that on him. That being said, his arm is not weak by any stretch of the mind. Mm-hmm. So it's like, to me... One thing that's really underrated is the quality of offense that you're playing in. You know, it's funny. We talk about the um, the scheme transitions from college to pro all the time. Like, oh, is he going to be able to move from the air raid to whatever pro-style offense that he's going to? We never talk about that with high school players. Right. Um, and we never say, oh, is that quarter? You know, he was running this in high school. Is that he going to yeah. be able to? Which matters to me. Um, but also it matters in this conversation as well. Like maybe I'm a little bit drunk on my obsession over, uh, Sean Lewis's offense, but that, that plays a role in this like arm strength. Isn't all that important in this offense. You're going to obviously want to get vertical and throw it down there. He's absolutely capable of doing that. What does Caleb Williams have over everyone else? I, on top of being very talented, he also plays in the best offense in the PAC 12. Yep. And so I think when you get Shador into this Sean Lewis offense, so long as you surround him with the caliber of athletes we expect him to, that's another thing that's going to go up. While the competition goes up, the players on your team go up as well. Uh, He's going to have an opportunity to put up what I believe would be ridiculous stats. And again, I just think that if he's able to do that, get Colorado to a win total that they haven't seen in a long time, 
I think I think he gets in, he has a chance to get into that tier at least in terms of the national conversation. Maybe not as in terms of the NFL draft conversation, but that's irrelevant here. I agree. Uh, well said. I mean, as we see these transfers start to roll in over the next couple weeks, months, or whatever it is. And just to clarify, that doesn't mean he can't be an NFL prospect. I just, he just doesn't need to be this year. Right. You know what I mean? Like people are talking about Caleb Williams' number one overall pick next draft, and it's probably going to happen. Shador doesn't need to get into that conversation this year to be into that top-tier quarterback in the Pac-12 conversation. Yep, yep. Real quick, before we transition, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, where new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. You can also check out their stepped-up same-game parlays where you can boost your odds up to 100%. Tons of great deals on the homepage of DraftKings Sportsbook, too. Just scroll across the top. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DMVR. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DMVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Also, shout out to our friends over at Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens has really been the engine that's been keeping me going the last couple weeks. You can get 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens in your system. It's real easy. It's just one scoop into a cup of water every day. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash buffs. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash buffs to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Also, shout out to Liquid Death. I forgot my water bottle today, which would normally be a devastating thing for me. Um, and all that was in the fridge is liquid death. Normally carbonated water does not quench my thirst. Liquid death does because it's not that carbonated. Yeah. It's like the perfect mix of like gives you that carbonation to make it, you know, it improves the taste, but also stays refreshing. They have so many great flavors too. Buried alive. Love it. I'm big on severed line. Um, I want your take though, just because you put together that Shador Sanders film room. Yeah. When you when you watched the Shador Sanders tape, did you see Heisman caliber talent? The accuracy is eye popping. Yep. I'll tell you that. I mean, I mentioned Michael Penix, and he is probably the most impressive quarterback in terms of accuracy I saw last season. Mm-hmm. I think Shador can he can push him. He can make some special throws and do some special things with the football that really kind of reminded me of Michael Penix. I mean, it's just not at that Caleb Williams, you know, running around behind the line of scrimmage. Flashy, level. off yeah. your back foot. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, he's, he's got it in him, for sure, I believe. And I think that offense is perfect for that. I mean, you're, that offense is all about putting the ball in the right place for, for an athlete to get his hands on it and take off. And Shadur's going to just be playing point guard in that all, all season. Yep. All right, let's catch up on some news before we get to your guys' questions. Um... What's his name again? Taj. Oh, yes. Tajay McCoy. Tajay McCoy. Three-star edge prospect has committed to Colorado. He is someone that was seen as sort of a late riser. I think 24-7 sports. They don't even have stars for on his profile, but Rivals has him as a three-star player. Didn't even start playing edge until his junior season in high school. Really, I mean, you watch the film. Junior year, a little rough, but then senior year, what'd you see? Yeah, it's funny. I turned on the tape not realizing it was the junior tape, which was his first year at Edge, and I was not impressed. And then I was like, wait, I'm on the wrong year. He, this was his first year, like, really doing this. Got to his senior year tape. You, If you switch to the jersey 
and you know put a different number on him you would have no idea that's the same player which really goes to that narrative that he was kind of a late riser here uh, and why like a 24 7 sports doesn't have a rating on him really impressive really impressive in fact he went from a guy who i thought looked a little bit heavy-footed to a guy who they had playing running back uh, his senior year. Love like, it. They're just direct snapping this massive man the ball and just having him, you know, run through people uh, and also around people. So his get off improved dramatically. Um, and he has, uh, you know, some some legitimate like closing speed when he's chasing down quarterbacks. Um, it's he's not quite on the level of like a Blake purchase uh, when I watch the tape, but. I think I have a feeling that the staff looks at him as he's not even close to where he's going to be two, three years from now. Right. He had some decent offers, too. I think Kansas State offered him. Kansas Oklahoma offered him. State. Oklahoma State, Tulane, a lot of Big 12 schools. So he was on people's radar. This isn't some just complete nobody coming out of nowhere. This is a legit player who has been progressing nicely throughout his young career. I also thought it was cool that he announced his commitment via like an article in yeah. the paper that yeah. he wrote. Oh, he wrote that. I didn't yeah. know he wrote that. That's really cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Love that. It was like a Players Tribune style thing. <laughs> yeah. Some of the best pieces of uh, content I've read have come from that site. Amen. Um, this is some Jackson State news. We talked about it a bit at the end of the show last week, but uh, or yesterday. T.C. Taylor is going to be the head coach of Jackson State. Allie, I sent you a video in the Buffs assignments. This is electric. Um, if you could pull this up, this is. If you could refresh it for us too, so we can see it from the beginning. Of Jackson State University. Uh, is he ready? Come here, coach. Give me a few. The one and only TC. You could tell by the players' reactions that uh, this is a very popular hire. This is who Deion Sanders himself wanted to be, the new head coach once he officially leaves. What did you think when you saw? Yeah, that? Uh, shout out to Deion Jr. for uh, capturing. Yep, uh, for capturing that. It was, uh, it was. That's a really awesome moment to mm -hmm. see, uh, and just kind of, I think, is a feather in the cap of the culture uh, that Coach Prime built there, uh, and the way that those players revered. TC was uh, was pretty special to see. So uh, I loved. It, it's just such a unique situation. Like you normally don't see the coach who left in the room as they're uh, introducing the next head coach. But uh, I, I just think you know it, it, it kind of shows. Just like I said, that culture that was created there, and also I think um, the fact that it's still a family atmosphere there, like. Uh, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little concerned for a ja from a Jackson State perspective of just like what the distraction level has been like there. And it just doesn't doesn't feel like a team that's distracted or upset or going to play any differently because Coach Prime is leaving. Like 
I think they all feel like they have unfinished business and they want this era to go out on a high note. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it just in the transfer portal. And I think two players have left the program before the Celebration Bowl. I mean, it seems like most everyone's bought in and really happy with the direction of the program. Uh, just a note for you Jackson State fans listening. We're not going to do a show Friday because on Saturday we will be doing a watch-along for the Celebration Bowl. Uh, to cover that game, talk about everything Jackson State, see you. It'll yeah, so, time. I mean, it'll be cool. We'll be sitting right here. We'll have the game on the TV right behind uh, right behind the camera, kind of discuss things. Uh, obviously, we'll be cheering hard for Jackson State, and, you know, we'll, we'll be, you know, just breaking down Shador a little bit, Travis mm-hmm. Hunter, talking to some of the guys that we think might be coming along. Um, but hopefully just having a good time, and uh, if you guys want to second screen it while you're watching the game, we'd yes. love for you to join us. Yes, for sure. All right, back to the news. Uh, Yesterday, 2023 four-star wide receiver Chance Fitzgerald was offered by Coach Prime and CU. He is 6'3", 190 pounds. He's the 39th ranked wide receiver in the 2023 class, according to Rivals. What was the name? Chance Fitzgerald. Oh, yep, saw that one. 2024 four-star cornerback and current Tennessee commit Caleb Beasley has been offered by Coach Prime and CU. They're going hard after the Tennessee kids. They are really going hard. He is the first overall recruit in Tennessee for the 2024 class, 11th ranked cornerback in the 24 class, 138th player overall in that class, according to 247 Sports. This one was pretty big. Alabama receiver Aaron Anderson has entered the portal. He was a freshman last year. One of the top receivers in last year's recruiting class. He was a four-star. He's from New Orleans. His 247 sports bio compares him to Jalen Waddle. Wow. Yeah. Wow. He looks a little bit more um, built than Jalen. Kind of does, huh? That, I mean, keep an eye. Keep an eye. Um, We already talked about Tajay McCoy. We had another commit. Who am I missing here? Oh, Ryan Staub. Oh, yes, yes. Three-star quarterback, I believe, out of California. He was recruited by Mike Sanford. That's who was credited credited with his recruitment on 247 Sports. He was visiting SMU on Friday, but is pictured with the uh, GT40 that was on the field at Folsom this weekend and has now reaffirmed his commitment to the staff. Pretty cool. Uh, And he really puts the commitment in commitment. Um, because he's been committed for a long time, uh, and a lot has changed since he committed. And one of those changes, of course, is the fact that the head coach's son is going to be the starting quarterback next year. The fact that he says, that's fine with me. I'll bide my time. I will make, you know, improve my game during that, uh, and hopefully be the guy when, you know, when my time comes is pretty cool for me and, and shows a great level of perspective on his part. Uh, and belief in himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, you know, they always say, like, commit to a school, not anything else, and I think that's really what he did here. Yep, love to see that. Another quarterback, 2025 quarterback, Stone Saunders, has been offered by CU and Coach Prime. In 2022, as a high school sophomore in 14 games, he completed 68.7% of his passes, 3,583 yards, 54 touchdowns, and five interceptions. Sheesh. <laughs> Um, what else do we got here? Looks like Kent State is uh, narrowing down on a replacement for Sean Lewis. How about Ryan Walters? Uh, Ryan Walters, yes, to Purdue. Former CU Buffs safety, um, was in the running for the Buffs job. Kind of sounded like if Coach Prime didn't decide to come to Colorado, this would have been the direction that we went. 
excited for him not only to be a head coach but to continue to wear black and gold yes absolutely love to see that this one just came down before we went live four-star athlete malachi coleman will be one of many recruits visiting boulder this weekend he plays wide receiver and defensive end hold on let that sink in for yes. a second wide receiver <laughs> and defensive end yeah uh not nor not a normal combination he has uh <laughs> this is from his twitter bio he says his 40 yard dash is 4.4 says his 100 meter dash is 10.46 his vertical is 41.8 i mean if you put on the tape i don't think any of that will surprise you we've just watched a two minutes of it before we came on here and he is a freak yes he is uh just in terms of the size and the athleticism and the you know bend and all of that stuff the the bag he a bag of moves he has when he gets the ball in his hands none of that is supposed to happen for a guy like that um just a a mind-boggling player and i i love it's just another like one of those things that just makes me laugh when I see, like, I really do laugh out loud when I see this stuff. You just tweeted, like, I'm no longer visiting Michigan this weekend. I'm going to Colorado. And yep. I was just like, what? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Insane stuff. Uh, get your questions in right now also, guys. We will be answering those in the final segment. Last few pieces of news, though. Isaiah Jada, he was formerly a South Carolina commit, was offered by Coach Prime and CU, I believe, on Sunday. He has now decommitted from South Carolina. He coming. He coming. <laughs> uh, you wanted to talk about Blake Purchase. You sent me a two-minute, was it from last year? Like highlight yes, reel? This this most recent season. Oh, my God. This guy. Um, I try to stay really realistic about Colorado recruits um, because I think the level of competition in Colorado is not that of Texas, California, Alabama, any of those places. Um this is one. Of, this is one that I want bad, really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, he's obviously an Oregon commit, so that's not a question of like who's interested in him. He's he had interest from everywhere, um, but my God, when I put on the tape of this kid, he is a man amongst boys. I, there's no other way for me to explain it. I texted you. He looks like an NFL player, like just in terms of his build, he looks like an NFL player stepping onto a, a high school field. It yeah. is mind-boggling and. I have a good feeling about it. Love that. Uh, relentless motor from him. He is just chasing down, going from one side of the field all the way around, yep. chasing it, chasing it all the way down the field 15 yards and yep. making the play. Even on his pass rushes, sometimes you'll see him rush around the tackle. Come, He'll be out of the frame, and then he'll re-enter the yes. frame and just blow up the quarterback. The ball is flying all over the place. Yeah, I was going to say, and he hits hard. Oh, yeah. Um, and the, the amount of speed he picks up in just like two steps, that stood out to me too. His burst is... Unbelievable. I think we hit everything. Is that anything else you want to touch on? No, it's crazy that we we have that much to talk about every day. I know. It's insane. <laughs> it's in, like, I, I honestly wonder, like, is it going to stop at some point? And then I go home and there's already like three things that it's like, well, we got to talk about this on the show tomorrow. I know. Usually by the time I like get home and sit down, I'm like sending you two or three things. Yeah. You're sending me back two or three things. <laughs> well, if things are going to go how they have been, I'm, as soon as I get off this show, there's going to be another... Commit. offer or commit or something that i need to catch up on before we get to your guys's questions shout out to our guys over at illegal Pete's. we are hyped to be teaming up with local legends illegal Pete's here at dmvr illegal Pete's is always our go-to spot for burritos buddies and beers 
Can't beat their endless options of fresh ingredients and the strongest margaritas around. Stop by one of their 12 locations throughout Colorado and Arizona for happy hour from 3 to 6 p.m. every day. They are also hooking you all up with a little something extra this year. Spend $100 on gift cards and score an extra $25 for free. Use that for yourself. Use that for a stocking stuffer. Shout out to Illegal Pete's. Let's go to questions. I ate Illegal Pete's four times last week. <laughs> I, love, I almost went again last night. <laughs> yep. I thought yep. about it really hard. Yep. Four, four in a week. Uh, this is from P. Doesn't it seem crazy that very few CU players went in the portal so far? So it seems Coach Prime will be flying to Boulder right after the Celebration Bowl for recruiting event. That'll be cool. Um, I'm in the process of writing up a piece that's collecting all this crazy amount of information. There's a decent amount of players that have actually transferred out of CU. I'm finding it right now. 11 players. Okay. That's including Brendan Lewis, too, though. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm not surprised by this at all, to be honest. Um, just the same way that I feel like every kid in the country wants to come play for Coach Prime. The kids who happen to already be enrolled in Colorado probably also want to play for Coach Prime. Uh, as we know, not all of them may be qualified to do so. Um, and I think, I think what's going to happen is as more recruits and more transfers especially start coming in and the guys start looking at the, you know, the depth chart ahead of them, you'll start to see more transfers. Um, but I, I think there's a lot of guys who say, like, I want to stick it out. I know one player, I, I'll try and be vague here so as to not uh, out them, but it was like X players coming in and X players coming in, like they're going to be the starters next year, someone had said in the room. And he said, not if I have anything to say about it. Yeah. And it's like, all right, like I respect that about yeah. you, you know, like um, no matter what anyone thinks, like he, he believed in himself. So I, I assume Coach Prime would respect that as well. Well, you've seen guys like Ty Robinson, who's a wide receiver. You've seen Mr. Williams, who's a linebacker, come out on social media and say, like, hey, I'm ready to step up to the plate and just go balls out for this challenge. They're yep. not really backing down at all. Um, I had something else I was going to add. I can't remember. Next yeah. question. Yeah, I mean, iron sharpens iron. Yep, for sure. CU is short on scholarships. Not enough present CU players have left. What's he going to do? Oh, this is what I was going to say. So we look at Colorado State and their season this year because they had a lot of players leave their program as Jay Norvell was kind of getting things set. But once the season started, a lot more players also started to enter the portal, like starter players that were mm. really playing for the Rams last year and years prior. You're going to see some of that once the games actually start being played and once the pads are strapped on. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. You can do it. We're in the nice phase uh, of this where you essentially come in, you know, obviously P Coach Prime does, you know, the whole thing of, hey, if you got to enter the portal, enter the portal. You know, I've got better players coming in anyway. Um, this is the enter on your own phase. If there's players that want to come in and they don't have scholarships for them, the conversations will get a little bit more real and direct, which is, hey, man, you're not going to play here. Mm -hmm. Um so it's probably in the best interest to enter the portal. Obviously, that's not a fun conversation. It's not a conversation you really want to have to have with a 17, 18-year-old kid. Um, but those conversations will eventually happen if they need to. And, it, and it's not unique to Colorado. This happens everywhere yeah. um, where you know kids are essentially encouraged to leave more directly than just like, let's see who leaves on their own. 
Right. We'll see how it all shakes out. We're still in the early days of this all. Next question, Allie? Any thoughts on the backup quarterback Ryan Staub's ceiling? So I'm trying to pull up his bio and stuff now. Um, I'll be honest. I haven't watched uh, the, the Ryan Staub tape, so I don't know. I, I, his stats are really impressive. Yep. <laughs> uh, I believe he's a three-year starter. I think he started um, started starting as a sophomore in high school. He does have great stats. He plays at West Ranch High School out of Valencia, California. Um, he's already 6'1", 190, so things are already there to work with. It's yep. just a matter of, I mean, polishing it up and seeing how it fits on a, a college football field. Yeah, I mean, and again, you know, it's usually the best thing for players like this to come in and sit for two years mm -hmm. before you become the starting quarterback. The difficult thing for him is going to be that it's likely there's going to be much higher profile quarterbacks who commit underneath him. Uh, a coach once said, you know, uh, my job is to recruit over you. Your job is to make me bad at my job mm -hmm. by essentially saying, don't let me, you have to out develop the recruiting that I do. Yep. Love that. Next question. Do you think Kevin Coleman would be a quiet steal if CU gets it? It wouldn't be a quiet steal. It would be a huge steal. This is a former four-star. I mean, I think he was one of, if not the top wide receiver in last year's class. Yeah, one of. Um, I mean, he's he'd be an instant starter for CU. Yeah, I think so, too. And, and it's interesting. Most teams in college football don't have this problem, and the Buffs honestly haven't had this problem most of their struggle. Uh, but wide receiver depth was a problem this year. Yep. Um, so CU has a lot of holes to fill there. It would be a, a big steal. I agree with you. Not quiet at all. Yeah. I mean, especially with Jordan Tyson still recovering from his injury. I mean, he may not play till mid next October. season. Yeah, yeah. November maybe. Next one, Allie. Who's meeting with this weekend's recruits? I mean, it sounds like Prime's going to be back in Boulder. Um, yeah, it's a 10 a.m. game on Saturday. Okay. Uh, so, you know, you assume that gets done around 1230. I guess it would be 230. 10 a.m. Central or Mountain? 10 a.m. our time. Okay. So that means it gets done around 1230, um, one o'clock our time. Um, you know, then whatever, celebrate the win, hopefully. Uh, make your way back. I think he could be here before dinner time. Yep. Um, so then, you know, he's with those guys for essentially half of their visit. Um, and then I assume before then it'll be mostly the staffers who aren't part of um, the Jackson State staff who will be here and obviously not Charles Kelly yet, but there'll be a group of guys yep. there to welcome them, show them around, do all that stuff. Then, you know, you bring in the headliner uh, for the second half yeah. of the weekend and take <laughs> care closer. of business. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, just from seeing tweets, Tim Brewster gets mentioned a lot with these recruits. Sean Lewis has been mentioned a few times in some offers. Um, Corey Phillips, the new director of player personnel from LSU, has been getting mentioned a lot. The new director of recruiting, Darius Darden Box, I believe he's from Vanderbilt, has been being mentioned a lot. Um, so those are the guys that I, that I would assume are leading the charge for recruiting. Yep. Next question. The teams with Heisman quarterbacks have two or three absolute stud receivers and usually an absolute stud running back and a top offensive line. Are you guys seeing the depth at receiver and O-line getting there next year? Kind of already talked about the receivers. The yeah. O-line is... Yeah, I mean, the O-line's going to be a work in progress and not something we've talked about as one of the more difficult positions to fix via the transfer portal. Yep. Um, but, 
you know, there is a chance um, that you have a couple starters on that line mm -hmm. that exist uh, on the roster already. You might be able to go out and get one or two. You might be able to start a freshman. Um, so I think you could patch together a, a pretty good offensive line. These questions, and I think it's a good point uh, from the commenter. It's just so hard to say at this point. Yep. Um, I think the receivers are definitely going to be overhauled entirely. Um, and just it's one of the more easy positions to fill. Yep. So, you you know, you bring in um, some of these recruits and, you know, you add in um, who's the guy we were just talking about from Jackson State. Coleman? Yes. Kevin Coleman? Kevin Coleman. There we go. Uh, you, you know, you, you add in a couple players like that, then I think you can have the players that outside to do it um, but you're right the offensive line is going to be maybe one of the biggest hurdles in into getting that offense at that level yeah we've seen Tyrese Chambers I believe he is from Florida International a graduate transfer he was visiting last weekend he was posing with the cars and stuff you got the two guys from Kent State that are in the portal too so wait and see there we just talked about the Alabama kid in the portal yep it's all going to come together on the offensive line though I do think CU has some pieces that you could work with for next year. I mean, yep. Gerard Christian Lichtenhan at left tackle was impressive at times and yep. was someone the coaching staff really raved about. And you talk about someone that they raved about. Van Wells was receiving praise from the time I got there in August all the way through the end of the season. Uh, of course, PFF, all-freshman center. Uh, he is a legitimate player, and I'd expect him, frankly, to start next year. Have you seen some of the offers that Casey Roddick has been pulling in? I saw he was in Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah, he's getting some serious interest from big schools. I wonder if they could re-recruit him. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it would be the worst idea. Yeah, that guy's been through a lot at CU, though. Yeah, he has. He has. Next question. Is there a current or now ex-CU player who could have an I told you so game <laughs> against the Buffs in the future? What a transition. Current or ex-CU player who can have an I told you so game. Well, I would say Christian Gonzalez already had that this he, year. He did have that, yep. <clears throat> uh, and Henry, our, our very own Henry Chisholm, took the brunt of it because he had a, a tweet about how <laughs> they got to throw at Christian Gonzalez next season, and they did, and he picked him off twice. And um, Christian Gonzalez responded to the tweet. <laughs> yes, yes, he did. He hit him with a smirk face or something like that. Yep. Um, let's see. Kalen Moore is going to be at Cal. Yep. So there's one uh, who I guess could have an opportunity. I, it might be difficult considering the level of player that's coming in here. We'll see where Brendan Lewis ends up too, because, I mean, the Pac-12. I don't think he's going to be in the Pac-12. You don't think so? No. He was a Texas guy, so he could be going back home to. I don't um, know why, but since the second he transferred, I just imagine him in a North Texas uniform. Yeah, that's he was recruited very hard by them. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. What, that just like feels like where he should be. Yeah, they just got a new coach, I think, too. Okay. Uh, uh, Mike Leach guy, I believe. Oh, yes. Which, rest in Mike peace. Leach. Rest in peace. Tragedy. Man. What a unique, one-of-a-kind individual he was. Yeah, special guy. We'll miss him. Next question. Do you think that... The 4-6 four, four, bear defense will work on the power file level. That is a tough question because that is a defense kind of built around crowding the line of scrimmage and stopping the run, and the spread and RPOs have been going crazy in college football. Where, where does this question come from? Is that, is that what Jackson State's running? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, Just a random question? Yeah. The 46 Bears, isn't that the uh, Buddy Ryan's defense from the 85 Bears? <laughs> That's the old school, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
I'll tell you what. If the if a team tried to run that against the Sean Lewis offense, they Ooh. would be in big trouble. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> uh, next question, Allie, if we could. Over under on how many national TV games for CU next season? Great question. Unlimited. It could be. All, I mean, they were resorted to like the 12 o'clock Pac-12 network slot many times this year. I would not be surprised if it's double digits. Has to be. Because you're getting all three. The first three. The first three. So there's three right then. USC comes to Folsom. Guaranteed. Um, they play Oregon, I believe. Yep. That'll probably be there. Yeah. I mean, the only ones that wouldn't be are like Oregon State or... But Oregon um, State's a good team. Yeah, remember? it's true. It's true. I could get like the FS1 yeah. treatment. Um, I don't know. I guess, let me put it this way. It's like, it, it would be like us doing... Um, a show without talking about Deion Sanders. Yeah. <laughs> like it just doesn't make sense. Right. Because everyone is interested in that. Mm -hmm. Um, and the whole country is interested in Deion Sanders. If you just look around every pot, every national college football podcast is putting his name in their headline. Um, RJ Fox. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, like everyone everywhere wants to talk about coach prime because Everyone is interested in how this is going to turn out. Uh, and because of that, I think the networks are going to be scratching and clawing against each other to get these games because the world wants to see it. Just, it so I, I can't imagine them playing more than one or two games not on national TV yep. next year. I agree. Next, Sally? Oh, uh, we one? already have that one. Is Shiloh even able to transfer? Yes, Shiloh is able to transfer. He already transferred twice, but if he graduates by the spring, he can transfer to CU. Yep, uh, and I would expect that to happen. Yep. So that, that'll be cool. Is that it then? All right. All right, man. Any final thoughts? Uh, excited for our watch along on Saturday. Yes. Uh, hopefully some of you guys join us. Um, you know, the way we like to set it up is, you know, you have the, you, the game on your TV, you can have us on your phone or on the computer. Um, and it's like, we're all watching the game together. You can hop in the comments, you know, just like can right now. I, I'm, I'm excited to do it. I think it's gonna be really cool. It's going to be the last chance we get to watch football players who are going to be on the field for CU next year play yep. this season, other than maybe some of these transfers who could be at Alabama or any of those places. Oh, yes. we You will not be able to watch the game on our site on YouTube uh, through us. We're just going – you're going to be able to watch us watch the game, and yep. we'll, we'll all watch it together. We are going to be a second screen experience for you guys. Um Plug the merch down there below. Go to DMVR Locker. I'm going to plug DDMVR.com. I just dropped that Sean Lewis film room there. That's what um, I'm doing when I get home is reading that. Love that. I had so much fun putting that together. That it's, was a blast, honestly. It is a fun offense. It's going to be so much fun to watch. I can't wait. Um, that's in then. We'll be back tomorrow. Shout out to you, everyone in the comments. Make sure you hit that thumbs up on your way out. Let's go Buffs. Let's go Buffs.